Well, 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 if it isn't the Sudscast, beer reviews and attitudes. Hi, everybody. DC Thompson here, joined as always by the lovely Brit. We're recording here in the 5-8 studio just above Suds Beer Brewery. Britt, can you let everybody know where they can reach out to the Sudscast? You can send us an email, sudsbeercast at gmail.com or Instagram at suds underscore cast. And Britt. Well, well, look who the cast dragged in. Friend of the show and yogi extraordinaire, Amy Ganyu. Is that me? That's you. <laughs> Amy Ganyu from Yoga by Amy. Amy, thanks for coming. Yeah, thanks for having me. This is exciting. People don't usually ask my opinion of things. So. First time on a podcast? <laughs> 100%. Nice. Yeah. Well, we're doing it all together. First, second guest on our podcast. Now, Amy, friend of the show, but... For how long? Because you're not someone who loves beer, correct? Yeah, I don't drink a ton of beer, no. Right. Okay. Any particular reason why? Uh, I think it stinks a bit. Mm. Okay. <laughs> I probably drank, like, too many 40s of Old English in high school. Yep, that's a common problem. Yeah, but I'm... I'm, I'm Tainted taste buds. Yeah, maybe. Veering into... Uh, ciders and sours. Ciders. Hmm. Well, stay tuned on the ciders. More to come on that in the Sudscast future episodes. But we know you don't like beer. We know you have a little one on the way. Yes. Yes. Baby little, number two. Little baby number two. Little baby number two. So what we're doing today is we're sampling some non-alcoholic beers or beer yeah. beers. We're in the heat it's of the summer. Special. It's a special. We're in the heat of the summer. It's the humidity is going up. Sometimes you just want to have a light beer. So And I feel like you should open these before they get warm. Yeah, well you can see there's already a bit of condensation on the can. So the first beer in the new segment we're calling Light Delight. Ooh. Not alcoholic <laughs> beer segment. Name drop. Light Delight. Check that. Uh, we have Partake Brewing Pale Ale. Just gonna open up some cans here. We can all Try one. Oh, you we, don't have to finish your we can. We each get our own can. Yes, we each get yeah, our own little can. That we were sharing. Yeah, so we just pour these okay. out. Now, this is a Canadian uh, beer company, Partake. Not too, too I old. Pour. Oh, wow. Burned a little too much foam. You got to tilt the glass. But anyway, now, as I said, it's hot. You can't always be drinking the heavy I, beers. I do have a question. Okay, yeah. because this is a fake beer, can you still get the same deposit? That's an excellent question. I don't know. Is the de- Can you deposit non-alcoholic beer? You can buy non-alcoholic beer in the beer store. I know. Where did you buy it? Yeah, I, it says five cent refund right on the top. I know, but just for comparison. Oh, no. I also have another beverage here in a can, and it does not say that. What's the, but it says return for, for a refund. No, they're usually ten cents. I don't know. That's a good question. I'm just we'll more than follow up on more than likely. It I'm also just says throw it Quebec. In. Yeah, it does say in Quebec. Oh, maybe just of course in. we're not in Quebec. Okay, so let's cheers these up. Partake Brewings Pale. I believe it's a pale ale, non-alcoholic beer. Huh? I don't. It's very know. hoppy. Really, you don't like it? It's like water. It's pretty it's watery. Like watery flavored. Now in, in the beer not, flavored water. In the beer's defense, you're you've got about three inches of foam on top there, so <laughs> it's not going to taste great. Okay, but even still, even fine, still. straight from the can. So yeah. partake pale. I'm noticing there's a lot of hop. I'm getting a lot of smell of okay, hops. Okay, it tastes slightly better without the foam in it. I'm yeah, fine. It's slightly like citrusy. It still feels. I don't know. It definitely smells. And looks like a beer. It looks like a beer for sure. It smells like a beer. Yeah, it smells like a beer. It smells sweet. It smells like a beer. It looks like one, but it doesn't quite taste like one. So there's only, it says on the can, there's 0.3% ABV or alcohol by volume. So okay. it's light. Most non-alcoholic beers hover around, they say less than 0.5%. So less than one, half of one percentage point of alcohol in there. I think that they're good. They're nice and light. Now, Amy, you teach yoga, right? Beer and yoga, there's a history there, isn't there? There's a lot of, there, are there beer and yoga classes coming out now? There's for sure beer and yoga happening. Now, have you taught one of these? I haven't taught or taken one of these beer and yoga classes. I usually do wine and yoga. 
Okay. Because it, it sells. People uh, go to those classes. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Is that like an underhanded <laughs> comment about beer and yoga classes? I would veer away from beer and yoga unless they're waiting until after the class to do the beer. Uh-huh. I don't know that I would drink a beer during a yoga I class. I think it would be too heavy. I feel like it's heavy. It it's carbonated. Get, I haven't done one. It would get too warm, I think. That's yeah. true, too. Yeah, wine is more like a sip where would you, yeah, like, you can gulp take a, a sip. beer? Yeah. Mm, I would. I have. <laughs> but I'm not everybody. <laughs> I feel like it's just too much in your stomach. Yeah, I think, yeah, you're right. It's There's heavy. carbonation. Wine's not carbonated. Yeah, I mean, you it really would be. want to be like twisting. Yeah, like, a, is there going to be like a cocktail and yoga class? Like, <laughs> okay, everyone, go grab a sip of your Tom Collins now. Like, wine Maybe. just. Also, Anything. I just think wine, like, wine is kind of a romantic thing. Like, yoga is very much about, like, this sort of uh, weird bending and stuff. I think the two just go well together. Beer is more of like a party. Yoga is not a party. Yoga is a relaxation. Yeah. I feel like wine goes a lot better with a yoga class. Well, and I wonder, too, if it's a little bit of that stereotype that, you know, women drink wine, men yeah. drink beer. Are you, you know? Mm-hmm. That's true. I mean, there are some local places that are doing, like, a yoga class and beer. Yeah, I mean, stereotypes. they sell out, yeah. but it's, like, a Saturday morning at, like, 10. <laughs> yeah. And then when you're done, so, it's, like, Yeah, so you have to have early. a beer at 11, right? Yeah. Yeah, you're drinking But it still seems early to be drinking a beer, like... <laughs> yeah. It doesn't seem as enjoyable. Now, is it too early to be drinking a non-alcoholic beer while you're doing that yoga? I don't know. Probably. A super, super light, non-alcoholic. Yeah. You know the best non-alcoholic beer I ever had? Uh, I don't know what brand pale it was. Ale? No? But I don't know if you've ever had this because I know you do those triathlons. But we did a duathlon once and at the end... Oh, they had the non-alcoholic yeah. beer. Yeah, and it they, was had, like, they had the Erdinger wheat beer, non-alcoholic wheat It was beer. like the best thing Yeah, because you were probably so thirsty. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We were so, so it tasted so good. And it was probably ice cold. Yeah. yeah, and it was early. It was pretty early, that that's true. Because that race started like 9 Oh, yeah, it would have been early in the morning. Yeah, that race started at 9, and by 1 o'clock when we were crossing the lines, you know, <laughs> we got that. Speak for yourself. <laughs> no, no. 9.45. <laughs> <laughs> 9.45 a.m. or p.m. <laughs> 45 minutes flat. <laughs> but that was the best non-alcoholic beer I've ever had. Okay, now, and this leads into another topic that I want to discuss. I've kind of foreshadowed this before. And I have this belief in non-alcoholic beers that they are kind of like if you worked out that day or, you know, whatever, you drink a non-alcoholic beer instead of a normal beer – I find the next morning I don't feel like I don't have as much of that like oh haziness. It's more like I'm a little more hydrated, and I've looked into it a little bit. I've looked into it a little bit, but they are there is some scientific evidence that says non-alcoholic beer is like not a not a like an athletic sport drink, but it kind of does provide you with hydration because there's no alcohol in it. I was going to say, what are you leading into? Like, there's electrolytes in it or something? (laughs) Not necessarily. There's electrolytes, but there's water. And there's not alcohol. Now, most people assume that drinking beer kind of dehydrates you, and that's because of the alcohol. The alcohol is acting as a diuretic. Right. But there's no alcohol in non-alcoholic beer. So essentially, it's like you're just drinking a carbonated beverage. But as we've kind of – as you guys pointed out before we started the podcast, this can of Partake Brewing Pale, it's only 10 calories for the entire can. That's pretty decent. That's pretty – it's a good drink for 10 calories. Yeah, I think that they're doing pretty well. I was by that. Mm-hmm. I was too. I haven't had anything by Partake before. I guess because there's no sugar. Mm-hmm. I was going to say, is it known as a low-calorie beer? Well, no, but I think you'll find as we go on in the podcast that, you know, this beer compared to other non-alcoholic beers, it is lower-calorie content. Wait, does Partake only make non-alcoholic? Yes, that so. is specifically oh, what the company is. That's what the name is? Like, anyone can Partake? Yeah, it's like... I think it's like part, yeah, it's like partake, (laughs) like I'd like to partake in this festive activity, but I don't want to drink, so I'll have a non-alcoholic beer. So are there different flavors? Yeah, so they have three different labels, partake, they have a blonde lager, and then they have an IPA. I've never seen the blonde lager. I don't think I have either. I've seen the IPA. I mean, the more I drink it, the more I'm starting to like it. Where is it made? Toronto. Oh, it is. Yeah, so it's local. They've they've appeared on Dragon's Den, actually. Of course they have. Mm -hmm. <laughs> a lot of people, Dragon's Den, for people who don't know, who aren't from Canada, it's basically the Canadian version of Shark Tank. It's more akin to the British uh, 
Dragon's Den. It was on the mm-hmm. BBC years and years ago. Anyway. Would you drink this as like a non-beer drinker? I might. Well, okay, we're getting, are we I getting might. into the reviews? Well, I don't know if we're there yet. <laughs> I don't think we're quite there yet. It's $2 a can. But now that you've had this, Oh, Amy, that's pretty good, too. Yeah, it's $2 a can, so it's not, like, terrible. I'm telling you, non-alcoholic <laughs> beer, when you think about it, Amy is looking very puzzled, like, why how didn't I know about this before? <laughs> but then a two-four would be, like, $48. Yeah, but that's as much as you'd pay for, like, a two-four of craft beer. Now... If you're buying a two for a partake non-alcoholic pale. You should get like a discount because they took out the alcohol. Yeah, well, you might be able to get a discount if you're buying in bulk. These were just loose individual cans Wait, for $2. so what am I getting in a non-alcoholic beer? Are they leaving something out or just the alcohol? Like they take it out at the end? Filtered or? out. So How does that work? there's essentially, my understanding of it is there's two different ways to produce non-alcoholic beer. The first way is you make the beer recipe using all the same sugar content you normally would, or sorry, you reduce the sugar content and then you ferment it. So you get a low alcohol because there's not much sugar in it to begin with. So the yeast can't produce very much alcohol. The second way, and apparently the way that tastes better is you produce the beer in its entirety, the way it was meant to be produced. And then you slow. And then once the beer is, has alcohol content, in it, you slowly warm up the beer and what happens is the alcohol burns away, but you're, what you're left with is this, the same flavor of the original beer that you brewed. And that apparently is okay. the better method. That's it, like how they do decaf coffee. Right. And some, really? The coffee, then take up the coffee, <laughs> the caffeine. Right. Somehow like that. Some how country, do they do that? Filter it through? I don't know. I think they some sort of filtration thing. I'm not a big but I think it's the drinker. same sort of thing. It's like to make decaf, it's... Basically, coffee that's caffeinated, and then they take out the caffeine after. I gotta tell you, this partake is—it's growing on it's me. Good. I would say. It's good. It's quite it's good. It's a nice summer drink, for sure. Yeah, I think it's. I mean, that was my next question, Britt and Amy. Like, what's your normal non-alcoholic drink? Like, if you're at a party in the summer or something, and you're driving or what have you, you know, what what's the thing that, or what can you think of that you would enjoy in that situation? Something that kind of looks like it's an alcoholic oh. drink, but it's not. Um, One that we had. Oh, I got two. Okay, Britt's got two. <laughs> Her face is really lighting up. Enlightenness. Enlightenness. One would be like a San Pellegrino. Oh, yeah. You know, oh, like yeah. Like a flavored San Pellegrino. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, or a uh, La Croix. La Croix, which is the, or La Croix, as some people call <laughs> so it. So just it's a sparkling water. Just sparkling water. Sparkling water. The, the San Pellegrino, though. Those like are the refreshing, blood yeah, or like whatever. sugary. Yeah. One example. They're more like pop. One example Italian that, that we had on the previous podcast, we were talking about uh, kombucha because it kind of has a similar. That's the route I would usually go. Yeah. Is it kombucha? Is it kombucha? 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 No matter which way I say it, I always get corrected yeah, always to get a corrected. different way. I think really? it's. I think it's Every one of those. Time. Yeah, I think it's one of those power where words. Where, where are you ordering? Kombuchas? When you're like ordering at a restaurant, hundred percent, I never say it the right way. They say it the other way every time. So they like, oh, you mean the kombucha? Yeah, yeah. and I'll be like, because the last server said kombucha, so that's why I said it like that. <laughs> That server sounds like a real cambitcha. Yeah, no. Every time. Isn't it weird to correct? I don't, I think it's inappropriate to correct people. I mean. In a serving situation? Yeah. Unless it was like, I didn't hear you, so they're repeating it. But it's like, they clearly heard kombucha. You know when someone says kombucha, (laughs) they mean kombucha. What else sounds like that that you might be getting it? I think it's one of those things where if you were a server, you should maybe not correct the person right away. But then when you bring the thing back, when you you come back with the kombucha, you go, here's your, and then you, and then the server should say it how she thinks or he thinks it. Yeah, that's not condescending at all. Well, it's less so because it's not. Yeah, but but it's not fresh in your mind that you're being corrected on it it's kind of just like because sometimes people don't know how to pronounce a word because they've only read it or something like that you know they don't maybe don't know but it's like tomato tomato i would think i think i guess so i I mean you knew you knew what the person was going for it's such a new word too that like yeah but the only thing about kombucha Mm. is there's tons of sugar in it oh yeah and like in order to get it like a good flavor there's tons of calories like this 
the fact that it's 10 calories <laughs> and two bucks a can, I mean, you're freaking kombucha. You're paying like $7 a bottle. I know. But you know what we noticed about kombucha recently is that it kind of is similar to a lot of those uh, sour beers that you get nowadays. Have you noticed that? Do you think they taste similar? Well, there's like a similarity because the sour beers very often have like in fruit. They're trying to fruit these beers up. It's the tart. Kombucha, they're doing the same thing. I'm going to say it a multitude of different ways on the podcast just to confuse everybody. Every time I say it, I'm going to try a different pronunciation. (laughs) I'm sure people can follow along. See, but getting corrected, it makes me like just not want to order it then <laughs> just give me a coke yeah then it's just like <laughs> you know because then they'll be like oh you need a coke yeah like one example i have of being corrected and it totally turned me off was um i was in i was in athletes world when i was a kid in the mall and they had you know the you know the old label carl can i no oh, it was like a hip-hop themed label of clothing oh. and i said carl canny and the guy working there was like it's Carl Kanai. And I was like, okay, I will not be buying <laughs> yeah. this good sir. Because I was already dubious that. about my hip hop credentials. <laughs> and on top of that, now I don't even know how to pronounce the shirt that I'm going to wear. <laughs> oh, yay, yay. So also it was very expensive, but. <laughs> that was the main. I had my eye on that shirt. You didn't have the money. No, I, I mean, that was the main problem. I just didn't have enough money. My, my mom had dropped me off at the mall. I thought about that shirt for a long time, though. And when Ooh. that guy said it, it was just like, <laughs> deflate yeah. You almost didn't deserve it at that point. <laughs> yeah, it was just like, I clearly was not ready for this moment. <laughs> I don't know. To me, it would be, if you go into a coffee shop and order something, and they correct you, it's like, I'm just not coming back here. I know. I think it's, yeah, it's just one of those weird things. It's like... No one never, likes being corrected, but, but how never, do you do it? Do you like then you have people walking around calling it Carl cannot call it Carl well, Canny, <laughs> and Carl's sitting how there. Could you, I mean, that's way off. Yeah, it was way off, but I mean, it's K A N I. So like, you're like Canny. a kid. Can I? Oh. Can I? Like, I don't know. To me, that's Canny. Like, put an accent on it if you want to. Can I? Well, who is this person? He was just some designer of clothing. They obviously didn't make it big. I mean, we've never even heard of him. <laughs> no, it was during, like, the Echo. You know, Echo was very popular there for a brief period. Snake Eyes jeans? No, not oh. that. Oh, Apple Bottom jeans. Yeah, like Pell Pell. You know, that, like... Pell Pell? You know, like that hip-hop kind of culture. You know, the, you know, the like, clothing that hip-hop artists like wear. Fat Sean John, Fat Farm, Rock Aware. Yes, this was one of them. Probably a lesser-known one, clearly, as me. <laughs> Their target audience, white, middle-class male, didn't know Name how to Carl. pronounce. Yeah. Didn't know. It was Carl with a K, too. Carl with a K, can I with a K. Anyway, this isn't the Carl Can I podcast. That's going to be later on. We're going to record that later. <laughs> For now, Partake Brewing Pale Ale. Are we going to review it, Drew? I think it's time. Britt, do you want to do the honors? Where did you buy this? Um, I believe I just got these at our liquor store, but it is available at other places too. At the liquor store? Yeah, liquor store is selling beer, non-alcoholic beer. This is the beer only now. non-alcoholic one I think they have. No, they have a couple. Oh, they do. They have oh, the next really? one we're about to this, review. I'm not going to say. It seems like a weird place to sell non-alcoholic beer though, I have to say, in the liquor store. <laughs> you know what I think of when I think of non-alcoholic beer? That episode of Ready or Not, where Amanda's throwing a party and something happens with her ID and she can't buy oh, a keg of beer. I remember. And they buy a keg of non-alcoholic beer, but everyone still thinks they're getting drunk. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's what I think of. That's a classic. <laughs> I don't remember that. Great episode. eight thing to do. Me and my best great friend, eight. Me and my best friend at the time in grade eight were we wanted to do it to our friends. Got a sleepover, and then her stepmom was like, you know, that's probably not a good idea because they might wake up and be, like, really angry if you trick If they them. don't have a hangover in the morning? <laughs> no, if they find out. If these little girls don't wake up with a hangover, you no, guys are going to lose some That friends. we would lie to them, and then if uh, they got, you know. No. I do yeah, slightly not remember a, that not a great idea. That no. mom was probably right Yeah, on that. <laughs> <laughs> probably right for a lot of reasons. I mean, the reason she gave you was probably letting you guys down easy in your master plan to <laughs> fool somebody with non-alcoholic right. beer. Now, I never saw that episode of Ready or I Not. I do slightly remember it because was Amanda living? Oh, no, that was a different episode. But there was an episode of Freaks and Geeks, the, you know, 
kind of James heralded, Franco, yeah, heralded uh, Judd Apatow TV sitcom that only ran for one season. Yeah. Similar thing happens where they go to buy beer with a fake ID. It doesn't work. They go and get the keg of non-alcoholic beer. My question with, with both of these episodes, has Where's anyone that? ever heard of a keg of non-alcoholic well, beer? Are we Where sure? do they get that? I was just thinking maybe Well, first of all, judging by our beers here, it's going to be... You know what? I think itself. that's what they did. No, I think they emptied cans of non-alcoholic that's beer what into I, a keg. That's what I feel like I maybe remember. Well, yeah, that makes even that. less sense and my yeah, brewing mind is going to explode if I think about that too hard and how that doesn't scramble. even... Scientifically, it's impossible. Canadian '90s TV. Okay, before we get too far into Canadian '90s TV, because <laughs> that's like a whole other podcast. Let's start the reviews. Amy, you're the guest. You'll go first. Partake Brewing Pale, Thrill, Will, or Swill? You'll have to remind me about what the levels mean. Well, Thrill is obviously that's you your gold. That's you your want. gold medal. Yeah. Will is this kind of the silver medal, and then Swill is. I mean, pretty much bronze. Like, we haven't had anything where we're like, Got oh, my it. God, swill minus. This is awful. Stop <laughs> making it. Yet. I think it's a thrill. Whoa. I mean, I'm pretty excited about the 10 calories a can. It does have a lot going for it. Yeah. I think that is a really good point because most, well, obviously alcohol has a lot of calories, but if you're not drinking alcohol, then your only alternative is like sugar, so like sugary drinks. Or Tons whatever. of sugar. Or just like sparkling water, which after a while you're yeah. like, oh, yeah, mm-hmm. can only handle No, so this is great. Um, Have the, we converted I mean, the, you? I mean, the can is nice, too. Yeah, it's yeah, got it's a nice bad. little label. Everyone, there's like a bunch a of arms. Yeah, yeah like everyone partaking, no matter who you are, how pregnant you might be. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like I see an arm partake. there, definitely a nine-month pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a chunky can. wrist. Yeah, I see, a, I see kind of bloated. a bloated wrist. <laughs> Okay, Drew, thrill, will, or swill? Uh, I think it's I think it's a thrill. I drink some non-alcoholic beer, and this is probably the best one I've ever had. Uh, I think pouring it out of the can definitely helped, like, kind of get some air to it. Uh, you can really Ooh. smell the aroma. I think drinking it in the can maybe not as good, but I think it's got to be a thrill. I mean... You can smell some hops, which is very nice in a non-alcoholic beer. It does kind of remind you of drinking actual beer. So, and like Amy said, 10 calories, that's great. 0.3% ABV, that's whatever. It's, you know, that's fine. Um, yeah, thrill. Brit, the last one. Could make it a triple thrill. Has there been one yet? Well, you're a second guest, so <laughs> no, statistically not yet. Brit, thrill I- will... Or swill. I mean, I'm going will. Uh, uh, let down. I don't know. I'm like, it's good. I'm not like so overwhelmed. Yeah. With like, oh, this is so great. We'll see. Maybe when you get knocked up. Yeah. yeah. Then my how have many changed. partakes you'll be downing <laughs> yeah. at a barbecue. Yeah. Then you will be ordering that two four well, case I of partakes. I mean, you don't need a two four. <laughs> no, she will. I think at this point, like. At this stage, I probably wouldn't just like, oh, okay, I'll swap one of these. Yeah. So You're not like, going to swap one for your, for your LaCroix. Like, but... circumstances are, mm-hmm. but I'm not, like, going to run to the store and buy these just to have on a weekend mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. Do you because... generally drink a non-alcoholic no. beer? No. Never. no but you so, yeah. said you sometimes do. I do. Usually I drink, like, one a day. Oh, really? Well, especially in the summer because I find it's so it's so hot sometimes. I'm hot when I get home from working. You want to hydrate without the alcohol. Well, I don't necessarily want to hydrate, but I maybe want to have I want to have a beer, but it's only like four o'clock in the afternoon on like a Tuesday, right? But it's like, oh, it's so nice and hot out, so maybe I'll just have a non-alcoholic beer. It's you know, it doesn't it doesn't dehydrate me. It's also like I'm not drinking at an odd time of day when it's maybe not socially acceptable. So. I don't know. I think it's a nice substitute. You can buy them. They're not all $2 a can. You can get some lesser expensive ones too. So I thought that was a steal. I guess I wasn't thinking about how much a regular beer costs. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, you a regular beer that's cheap. Well, a regular pint, a regular pint of like not great beer you can get for about $2, about the okay, same price. But it's not very good. Whereas this compared to a lot of other non-alcoholic beers, in my opinion, is quite good. And they've done a lot of, there's been a lot of crafting that went into it. It's pretty good. Okay, well, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we got Brit's bit, and we got our second beer, our second light delight. So stick around. We'll be right back after this. 
Britt? Britt? Where are you? I'm over here on iTunes. What are you doing over there? I'm listening to the Sudscast. We're on iTunes now and on Google Play Music. Oh, phew. I thought you got locked in the cellar again. I did not get locked in the cellar. Hit us up on our Instagram, suds underscore cast, or shoot us an email, sudsbeercast at gmail.com. Be sure to search for us on iTunes and Google Play Music, and if you like what you hear, give us a good rating. Here we go. We're back. Before we get into the second light delight, we have a reoccurring segment on the show. It's time for Brit's Bits. Yeah. So, last week, we were talking about why you put an orange slice in a wheat beer. And we didn't know. We didn't know. Does anyone have a guess? Why would you put an orange slice in a wheat beer? I know. I don't know, because wheat beers are orange. That's the only thing I could think of. Shock top. My guess would be to make it taste less like a beer. (laughs) (laughs) Classic Amy answer. So, what I could gather online, basically the head brewer of Blue Moon. Mm Mm-hmm. Only suggested it so their beer would stand out. Huh. Interesting. So when it was served in a restaurant, put an orange slice, and it stood out. Wow. Because most people don't actually like fruit in their beer because it actually, it takes away from the beer taste. Mm -hmm. Right? It's like the oil and the orange skin and stuff affects the carbonation. Yeah, and the acidity would Mm -hmm. affect it too. Cool. So that was it. But you can definitely taste the orange. No, I don't think you can when you're drinking it. I think the possibly because I mean I it might be right on your nose if it's like right floating on top, right, yeah, right on your face. Blue Moon, I think, has a bit of orange in it, so it was like kind of to complement it, but it was mostly just so the beer stood out. Right. So wheat beers sometimes do have a bit yeah. of orange peel in the brewing process, so it might have a. Huh. It's just a facade. Yeah, it is. It is. And you know what? It worked, but it probably worked too well because you you were seeing it in every wheat beer that was coming out. It was like. You wouldn't know the difference between a blue moon and a shock top because they all had an orange slice. Or Rickards. Yeah, Rickards, Rickards White. White. Yeah, that's the Canadian Yeah, that's equivalent. the one that I would throw yeah. an orange yeah. in, I guess. Yeah, Rickards White. Anyway. We're not having a wheat beer. What are we having? No, lovely Brit's bit. We're going to move on to our second beer of the Suds cast. We have, another, again, in the segment Light Delight, a recommendation from one of Amy's also pregnant friends. We have Coors Edge, non-alcoholic. Crack these open. Ladies, if you want to open one of those up. Double brewed. Double brewed, yeah. So they must have brewed it and then took out the alcohol. You know what? I meant to look up what what double brewed meant, and Mm. i got to tell you, I completely forgot. Forgot about that. Do you want to pour it? Yes. Should I have uh, cleaned my glass? I don't think it's going to matter. I don't think you're going to taint the taste (laughs) of it. Yeah, I think you'll be okay, Amy. Non-alcoholic. I'll top you up there. Yeah, this one comes highly recommended by most of my pregnant friends. Okay, cool. So let's all let's all try some. Higher calorie Cheers. content. Queer's Edge. Cheers. Queer's Edge. Bigger can. Mm-hmm. Hmm. More sugar. Oh, it's definitely sweeter. It's definitely uh, fizzier. Yeah. It's sweeter. It's a bit it's fizzier. It's, I mean, the clarity is insane. I mean, this might as well be. It has it's uh, a like, lot more sugar in it. Yeah. The content, the calorie content is higher. Now it's a pint, so there's a bit more, but not much more. Only about a quarter more. Get, this is a weird ingredient list. Ingredients, beer. I'm glad. <laughs> just going to content glad, on the ingredients. I'm glad list. that you brought that up because that was one thing that I noted when I was looking at the media on the can. There is the ingredients list is dodgy. And one thing that I also noticed when researching for this podcast, the interesting thing about these non-alcoholic beers is because they're not alcohol, they have to list the nutrition facts on the can. Oh, beers don't they have don't the have nutrition that. facts. Good but point. These I never, have to. You know what? I didn't notice. That. And that Why was when that, that was when I came across that was when I first noticed that not necessarily the nutrition facts that are on the can, but on the Coors Edge can ingredients, beer, yeah, dodgy, like that's kind of a catch-all term. Yeah. And natural flavors contains barley. Contains barley. Well, the part like, that's not an ingredient. That is there barley in it? Like, like they just, just threw it in. Well, you should say well, barley. I mean, contains. The partake barley. says the same thing. The partake contains barley. Yeah. It does say the same thing, but it says it says contains as though it's a different category. But if you notice the ingredients list on the partake, water, barley, hops, and yeast, which, as we've learned from the Bavarian Purity Law Act, those are the four ingredients that can only Did be you know in that? beer. <laughs> So, 
Uh, I guess. <laughs> now, <laughs> now that we've now that we've gone through that, try the beer, try the Coors Edge again and see what. Well, you're like. I wonder if part of the difference is because this says it's double brewed, so I wonder and if this is brewed by making beer then taking out the alcohol, whereas maybe Partake is brewed without alcohol at all because it has no sugar, whereas this has sugar. Right. That's true. That could be. I mean, when you look at. When you look at the carbohydrate listings on both cans, the Partake has zero, whereas the carbohydrates and the, sh- the sugars in the uh, Coors Edge is five. So that's where it's getting some of its calories from. But what do you guys think about the taste? I mean, you said it's, it's sweet. It's sweet. I'm getting sweet. a bit of banana kind of on the on the smell. There's a bit of a My banana. only thing is I didn't I'm... get that until you just said it. Oh, when you smell it. Yeah, when you it smell like it. that banana medicine. There's a bit of banana. Penicillin? <laughs> yeah, penicillin. I'm learning about this. You never had penicillin? I had penicillin, but I didn't so I didn't know when I was a kid that it was penicillin. I thought it was just like, oh here, take your medicine and taste like bananas. And I kinda liked that banana. I liked the banana. Too. Yeah, I liked the, the grape one. The grape one was good. No, I don't think I ever had penicillin. Chalky grape was pretty like good. One. Well, I was a sickly child as a as a boy. So yeah, double brood. I don't know. I don't know about this Coors Edge. It's good, I have to say. Comparisons to other non-alcoholics, it's good. What do your friends, are your friends beer drinkers who like this? Yeah, they do drink beer. And what kind of beer? Like a Coors Light type (laughs) of beer? Oh, gosh, I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. Are they just switching from Coors Light to Coors Edge? Because I would imagine, judging just by the looks and the flavor of the beer, that transition is going to be pretty seamless. Because that's what I wonder, too. If you're like a Coors drinker, then this... This tastes like a Coors to you? I don't know. I mean, to me, it does kind of taste like Coors. Well, I'm assuming that's what they're going for, though. So people are like, same great taste, just no alcohol. So my one friend who was drinking this, she's like an OV drinker. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah, so old Vienna lager. Yeah. (laughs) So it's like just straight beer. Yeah, but I'm just I'm so wondering it's probably similar. because a lot of these breweries, a lot of these major label breweries, Budweiser has the Prohibition uh, uh, beer. Um, Heineken just came out. Heineken just came out with the They're kind of all coming out with them, so the popularity, in my viewpoint, is kind of increasing. Where with these non-alcoholic beers, people are looking at them as they are a justifiable substitute. Yeah, who's drinking these? I'm not know. sure. That's an excellent it... question. People are drinking them. I know in the States, non-alcoholic beer is pretty popular. Is it because there's more people that consider themselves alcoholics now, so they need something? See, I don't know. I think part I of it is that. I also think that there's... I, uh, which is why I've kind of that weird thing of like, to buy some of this, you have to go to the liquor store, which seems like... Seems not, counterintuitive. If you're, like, <laughs> yeah. if you're trying to reduce Control your urge long enough to get to the back of the store where the non-alcoholic beer is. I mean, but it should be right at the checkout. <laughs> I wonder if people drink this, though. Like, if you're watching your calories, like, it's hard to find a beer that's 60 calories. Yeah. So you might be doing one of those, like, have a beer, have a non-alcoholic, switching. So I don't really know. I don't, other than you, Drew, because you talked about that you drink non-alcoholic. I don't know, because I can't, like, this to me doesn't really appeal to pregnant women either. Like, it's not like, ooh, you're pregnant, have a Coors Edge. Yeah, that's true. Well, that's not true for me, because all of my friends drink it. But they're not, they don't but advertise it that way. That's what I'm like, yeah, I get why. Well, I don't think that they can advertise Well, I would imagine publicly I wonder if that's, publicly, this to me doesn't look like, I get way. obviously women drink it, but it doesn't look like something that you would... It's not marketed towards women, I don't think. No, it's not. It's not. It's not really marketed towards anybody. For that reason, of as far like, as oh, I can tell. You can't. So who's drinking it then? See, this is a great. I question. guess pregnant women are drinking it. Yeah. Because I also believe that unlike partake, where that's really all they're doing, you know, Coors is kind of wrapped up in this. It's sort of a, it's sort of a double-edged sword for them. Like they don't want people to stop drinking Coors Light because. You know, but but if you're not going to drink Coors Light, drink Coors Edge. But given the choice, they'd probably rather you drink Coors Light because you're probably going to drink more Coors Lights than you would a Coors. You wouldn't drink like three Coors Edges. Why edges. though? Why wouldn't you? You would drink three beers. Why wouldn't you drink three? Well, beers? probably because what you said about like drink these Coors Edges instead. I think the one thing that we haven't touched on yet is that producing a non-alcoholic beer is actually probably more costly and more time consuming than just producing regular beer. They have to double brew it. Yeah, if they have to double brew it, I mean, there's a reason why this beer is just as expensive as normal beers because the process is time consuming and costly. They're making 
they're making their Coors, Coors, and then they're making a like they're making a double batch of Coors and then making half of it Coors Edge and oh for sure whatever, yes right? yes but still I know it is interesting to think I would wonder though if it's people who are just maybe re- trying to reduce the amount of beer they drink or drink they just love beer. And they want to drink it every day. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. But they don't want to get drunk every day. Yeah. And too fat or their wives are getting angry. Yeah. These are <laughs> all, many, wow, these are all applying to me. How many <laughs> calories you, is this an in intervention? a regular beer? How many calories in a More regular beer? More than 60. In a regular pint of beer, if for like a lager, you're probably looking at 150 around there calories. Although okay, you can so get like Sleeman Clear, which I think for a bottle of Sleeman Clear yeah, is like but, 80 calories. But there are certain beers like Sleeman Clear, the low-carbohydrate low, low beers, that do yeah. sort of advertise as we're a lower-calorie beer. Yeah, that's the point. If you're just talking a, just a normal beer, like a bottle of Budweiser, a can of Coors Banquet or something, those are probably, for a pint, about 150, maybe 120 calories. I think this would taste better in a bottle. You think so? It's a little metallic-y. Just in the glass, it's tasting metallic-y? Yeah. Hmm, interesting. Or do you think they're going down, like, the Beyond Meat Road? Well, that's the other thing. This is a whole, wait, this is a whole section of people we haven't talked about. The Straight Edge crew. Yes. People who are straight (laughs) edge. Yeah. Yeah. Like, vegan straight edge. Or maybe all these beer companies are going to veer out the alcoholism and try to make something that tastes just as good. Well, that's kind of what I was going to say. Or better. You were saying like, Amy, you were saying maybe it's for people who have a drinking issue and they don't want, they want to stop or they want to slow themselves down. I think it's kind of the opposite. I think the reason why non-alcoholic beers become so prolific is that there are a lot more health conscious people out there. I mean, let's be honest. Most people who are unhealthy, they're not going to, care about drinking a Coors Edge or a Coors Light. But if you're somebody who's into yoga, into exercising, into like clean living, straight edge, like you said, Britt, those are the types of people that are probably going to be like, I rock, I would like to have a beer, but I'd, I'm going to have a Coors Edge instead of a normal beer. It satisfies the urge or the will that I want to have a beer, something carbonated with a multi character. I just can't connect with those people. Yeah. I mean, it's I, tough. I, I mean, I just can't get in that mind. I don't but know. still, I, I don't know who would do that. They shouldn't be shot. Well, that's what I mean. And that's part of the reason why <laughs> we're doing... empty calories. Yeah, that's part of the reason why we're doing this podcast, though. It's to, you know, because we don't always have to drink normal beer. It is appropriate to have a non-alcoholic beer if you're in a certain situation. Well, you know? if the big companies are all putting out a non-alcoholic beer, I mean, there's money in it somewhere. Yeah, there's a market for it, obviously. Just but, looking at this can of Coors Edge, if you brought this to a party well, and like put it in the fridge, somebody would just open the fridge and go, oh, someone's drinking Coors. Nobody would ever go, no. oh, that's so non-alcoholic. Yeah, Get out of here. non-alcoholic. Well, there's think, nothing special about it. They just think, oh, Coors is like a this? new label. You bought this at the grocery store? I think I got these yeah. at the grocery store. Yeah. Well, like, I wonder if there's something about that too, because like the Budweiser one, I'm pretty sure is in the grocery store. Yeah, like I wonder the if there's store. like, and they're higher on the shelf. Like, is there higher on the shelf? Yeah, like if you look at the section in the grocery store where they have non-alcoholic beer, oh, like they're the paying, Budweiser's they're more for high shelf. level. They're paying for okay. that. Shelf Whereas like the no name brands. Is it in the beer section? No. Not in, in, not in the grocery store. It's in like, it's the, in it's in like, like the soda, the soda the, sections. The non-alcoholic champagne is all like in with the water bottle. Yeah, that's where yes, that's where like the same. Mm-hmm. But I wonder well. if like there's a weird thing too, like, I don't know, this could be just way off, but like, is it also like a form of subtle advertisement? Now you're in the grocery store, you're walking by this Budweiser thing all the time, whether you buy the non-alcoholic, are you like, oh, Budweiser? So then when you're in the beer store, you're like... Budweiser. I just wonder if it's a fad, like, and you know, in 10 years, we're going to go into the grocery store and there's not going to be this amount of non-alcoholic beer, or maybe there'll be more of it. Who knows? With, with companies like Partake taking it upon themselves to kind of try to revolutionize that market and sort of bring that to bear a little bit. And these other large breweries jumping on board, I feel like there's a bit of a trend going on. Well, it does seem trendy. If we're looking at the labels, you know that Partake is knows their non-alcoholic brand because they know that they have to put that nutrition label on there Mm -hmm. and it's way more appealing than the Coors Edge 
60 calories, yeah. 5 grams of sugar, yeah. sketchy ingredients, whereas, like, the Partake label is, like, 10 calories. It's all straightforward. Yeah. They know exactly what they're doing. Yeah, it's like, we're going to do it right, the right way, yeah. and it's gonna. It's not just going to be slightly different than the Coors Edge or the whatever, but this one's going to be something totally different. And I'm actually surprised that they don't advertise that sort of stuff a little bit more on the can or something, like... 10 calories a can or something. Well, because I also think there's a problem with that sometimes, though, because you alienate people in mm-hmm. that way, I think. It's like, well, it's also no one likes hurts. to show up to the party with, probably like, hurts the their brand 10 calories on the can. Low know. fat, no fat, sour cream. Because yeah, then like, it's just like, oh, what, do you want to diet? Oh, you eating veggie burgers? <laughs> yeah. It's like those... Exactly. You don't want to know. You don't want people to know. Those no, people who smart. are, like, putting those flavor drops into their water, like, <laughs> yeah, this is masking the fact that I'm not drinking enough water. I'll just put these flavor drops in there. I don't know. I <laughs> think... I do think though Partake is a has a better brand going. Well, I mean Coors is Coors. Like they don't really need to brand, I don't no. think. But for like people just starting in the non-alcoholic market, Partake definitely has a bit more of an appealing can. Yeah, and I like the fact that it's a local kind of company and it's being, you know, shown off in our local LCBO, you know, it's from Toronto, but Yeah, whereas Coors already knows that they have a spot on the grocery store shelf. Yeah. So they just start throwing out their yeah. version of it. Yeah, it's it. like yeah. here's our version, buy it. They're more competing with companies like the Budweiser Prohibition and stuff. The larger label Heineken has the 0.0 alcohol. They're more kind of combating that. I feel like Partake's also trying to do it in more of a craft way, kind of. Well, it's too, like the craft on alcohol. Yeah, well, you can smell some hop aroma, like they're actually trying to do. You know, hops isn't even listed in the Coors no, Edge ingredients. It's just beer. Yeah, it's just beer. Natural flavors, whatever that means. Like, I feel like beer should then have in brackets what went into making that. Well, that's beer. what I don't get. You're not really listing the ingredients. Like, beer isn't an ingredient. Yeah, that's why I think there's. But a that's bit of... why I wonder, though, if they can get around that because this is considered like double brewed. Yeah, maybe. So it's like... Oh, okay. So the first brew, which we don't have to give the ingredients on, that was the beer. And then the second brew, we'll give the ingredients Like, if you look at decaf coffee, ingredients probably say coffee. Coffee. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Before we get into the reviews, Amy, I just wanted to ask, what's your favorite yoga pose? (laughs) This is something something I get asked all the time. Do you? What, your favorite yoga pose? No, they want to know what your favorite is, but they're too afraid to ask you. Uh, I'll tell you. They're like, like, they're always coming, people are always coming up whispering, ask Amy what her favorite yoga pose is. <laughs> no, no I'll tell you what, I like final resting pose, because then by oh, the end yeah. of the class. Corpse pose? Yeah. You know that you're kind of done teaching. Ah, you took mine. I was going to say corpse pose. And you can just sit there and kind of talk and... I do find but that one. If you're one practicing, relaxing. that's your favorite, or that's your. Well, it's always your favorite because you're done, right? That's true. You do when they do say like lie down on your back. You're like, oh, thank God. Oh, yeah, they're like lie down on your back. Yeah. It's like, oh, hallelujah. Uh. <laughs> and I feel like once you like really master it, you know how yeah. they say it's like the hardest pose to master. I feel like once you know, there's no turning back. Like, <laughs> what's your favorite pose, Britt? Um, I really like, we went to that one class and we did that, like, surfer's lunge. Surfer's lunge? I don't lunge. recall it. Can you Was it a stand-up paddleboard class? <laughs> no, it was, but you know how surfers, like, if you're surfing and you have one leg really bent and one leg straight, but you're, like, kind of low? Mm-hmm. It's like a low side lunge, sort of. Oh. Okay. It was interesting. Yeah. I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah. I've never like done Like, one it. leg's out front straight and the yeah. other, you're kind of leaning yeah, back like, all onto the other leg that's bent. And then I think pigeon pose. I like that one, too. Oh, yeah. I want to know my favorite. Royal Dancer. I kind of like it. It's nice. That's the Royal Dancer. The heck is that? Isn't that the one where you, like, put your leg back up and oh, you stand on one foot? Oh, Dancer? Yeah, no. just, yeah Dancer. Well, that's the well, thing. No, you but can I make was... up whatever names you want. Yeah, see, I was... What's the Sanskrit? <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> I don't know what that... Oh, what's the Sanskrit for royal or dancer? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I've never heard anyone call it royal. Oh. Well, I was doing it so well, the instructor was like, whoa, that's royal dancer. And I didn't hear what it was the first time, so I was like, oh, this is just royal dancer. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure that's what happened. That's exactly what happened. Do people request a pose? Like, are they like, Sometimes. oh, I really want to do that? What's... Is there like a most requested? I think pigeon is like, people really need it or they yeah. don't. <laughs> you know what? Pose, and I they think. all know what it's called, I think. <laughs> you know what pose I think is garbage? Crow. 
Get that out of here. <laughs> What's crow? It's just way too hard. What's crow? <laughs> like you're on your You're like on your elbows. Yeah, you're like on yeah. your elbows, yeah. your legs are swung out to one side. Get that garbage out of here. That's a show-off pose. Well, once you're a true yogi master, you could do those. Yeah, too. a show-off pose. Like a show-off. It's like your there's like party so trick few, pose. Yeah, there's like so few people who can actually do it. Or like a headstand. Well, yeah, I mean that doesn't work out. Well, for I don't think like headstands me. are good for anyone. No, I don't think they are either. Too much compression on your vertebrae well as we finish <laughs> up Drew over here. <laughs> yeah i watched some dr oz i know what's up he's still people still think he's good right i don't know dr oz yeah we're gonna move on from Oprah's dr oz doctor. Yeah. so coors edge i'm gonna start with my review if anybody wants to ask me thrill will or swill i'm gonna give this i'm gonna give it a swill plus i don't feel comfortable giving it a will swill plus for me it's pretty good. It's better than other non-alcoholic beers that I've had. It's not the best. I personally, I like to partake pale more. I'm more of an ale guy, though. So I'm going to give it a swill plus. Amy, what about you? Thrill, will, or swill? Um, I'll give it a will. Just because I know that it comes highly recommended, <laughs> I feel like it's nudging me a little bit higher because I don't normally drink a beer. And I like the fizziness. Nice. It's fizzy. If I put you on the spot, which would you rather have, the Partake Pale or the Courgette? Oh, definitely the Partake. I'm, like, buying into everything about this company. <laughs> you love all the arms on the label. and Yeah, like, the can is good. I like that it's only a non-alcoholic brand. That, yeah, see, know. that's important. We haven't still established how much money there is in something like that. Probably not much. <laughs> Well, I mean... It's growing, I think, but I mean... And then my other question is, did you see the Dragon's Den episode? We did see we the did. Dragon's Den. And did they talk did... about pregnant people drinking it? No, I don't I don't recall. I don't... might have wanted to rewatch to prepare for the podcast, but we didn't. <laughs> I'm um, wondering if there's like a legal thing that you can't do that. That's a good point. It I does, don't think there they, is, per they se. They do talk about it on their website. On Partake's and they website, do say, they reference it. That a can of Partake contains about the same ima- amount of alcohol as like an orange or a banana. A glass of orange juice or a banana, and they say. they said something specific about... No, yeah, but pregnant. no, but there was a photograph of a pregnant woman... Oh, there was. ...holding a can of it oh, on the website. Oh, I was wondering if that was legal. Well, I think she was pregnant. She was either pregnant or very full. <laughs> or just, just really skinny with like Let's just put it this way. She, she had overalls on. Denim overalls. So well, I mean, maybe she had just eaten a lot of coffee. Probably maybe an eighty percent chance she was pregnant. <laughs> That's true. She didn't have any paint on her though. <laughs> but what a delicious beverage to try. It could be. Okay. I wonder if they aren't allowed because there still could be. Well, there's point three. I mean, how many do you have to drink to? I was having this thought too. Like, does it mean if I drink two Coors Edges, which are point five, I've now drinking the equivalent of one percent? Yeah, um, like there's no way it works that way because there's no way I drink a five percent beer and another five percent beer and now I'm drinking ten percent of alcohol, like worth of alcohol. Well, You're also drinking all of that water too. Yeah, there's all so many there's liquid. so many factors involved. I mean, how long did it take you to drink them? I mean, people say. No. What I'm saying, though, is, like, drinking two beers that are 5% each doesn't now mean I've drank 10% alcohol. Not sure what you're getting no, at there. No, because so the what, volume is like, the same. Are you now made of 10% alcohol? Well, I mean? understand what you're saying. It's just the volume is the same. So you didn't double the amount of volume of alcohol you ate, you drank. You doubled the amount right. of volume of beer you drank. So, so it remains 5%. Yeah, but, sorry, I thought you were asking how many of these do you drink before you're drunk? Yeah, but or do any damage, or, like, if you're going to drink... I don't a, think any. I think it would be so hard, because, like, they say you can drink one beer an hour and not, no. and not be... I don't think she means, like... Do you mean, like, damage if you're pregnant? Yeah. Like, what is a safe amount of non-alcoholic products to consume if you're pregnant? Like, if you drank one of these a day, I'm wondering. Because I don't, I think every... Well, well, I guess, so, if you use the logic that's on Partake's website, do you eat one banana a day? Could. So, in theory, Here's if the that's the... Part, you drink There's one no glass of orange juice? There's no alcohol in a banana. That's what you think, but there actually is. <laughs> it's there. just... It's just, it's not enough that it's going to be even noticeable okay, so or even saying, register. So they're saying you could. 
I mean, Jason I don't want to put words in their mouth. They're not like, saying anything. Who's ever signing up for this test? Who's like, well, there's That's a lot of other things that have been tested. And also on the Coors Usually Edge Usually I though. think they find out after because something happened and then someone's like, mm-hmm. oh, well, well, I had like nine of those partakes <laughs> <laughs> every day Jeez, for nine there, months. There was that hour I had nine part cans of partake. <laughs> Good God, that's four and a half percent alcohol. It doesn't oh, work that, that way. Okay. Anyway, let's get to the final review. Britt, it's up to you. Thrill, will, or swell? I'd say a will. <clears throat> Just a will. Well, because I think I, you know, depending on the circumstances, I will drink this. Right. You will. So I'm it's not just rushing a to the store will. today and being like, if I had my choice between an alcoholic drink or this, obviously I would choose probably the alcoholic beer over this. Mm. Well, this is empty calories. Right. Yeah. Like a banana. So is La- <laughs> so is La Croix. Yeah, but there's La- no La Without the potassium. Has, has no calories. Oh. Okay. A La Croix? Yeah. Okay, now. It's just sparkling water. Okay, Britt, so now Coors Edge or versus the Partake Pale, which would you choose? I don't know. I think it's tough because I can I can see why this is appealing because I have to say on a super hot day, if this was ice cold, I think Coors Edge might be a bit more satisfying in the moment. Mm, right. So Does Coors take- Edge then. You were saying this was really watery, the partake. Yeah. But if I'm going to have more than one, I think for flavor, it would be partake. For cool refreshment, it's probably Coors Edge. Hmm. Okay, so we have a two-to-one partake. Amy and I are on partake bandwagon. Britt's hanging. I'm like split. Britt's like Sly Stallone in that movie. She's hanging from the edge. Cliffhanger? <laughs> no, Rocky too. Okay, and we're going to end the podcast as we usually do by singing Beer by Real Big Fish. Amy, sing along if you know it. I have no idea. Is it you pass out on the floor now, baby? She won't bother you no more, dude. I think you're on your own. He's always on He said, if we're drinking, then we'll have ourselves a beer. Is it because you don't want to pay for the rights to the real song? Shh. Whoa, that's sweet. That is sweet as.